so much appeal. A great place to get a seafood meal. Miami. Miami, Miami, you've got style. Picture it, Los Angeles, 2017. Welcome to Out on the Lanai, the only Golden Girls podcast you, dear listener, will ever need to listen to. I am H. Allen Scott. And I'm Carrie Doherty. And this is a podcast where we watch an episode of the Golden Girls, then we talk about it. And we just watched the season five finale. Two-parter. Episodes 25 and 26, The President's Coming, parts one and two, which aired on May 5th, 1990, and is the one where George H.W. Bush comes to visit, and it's also a clip show, a two-parter clip show. I know. It's so strange, because I didn't remember it being a clip show. Like, I... I, I've seen this episode many times, but I just don't ever remember it being a clip show. It's strange. I also was recognizing that I don't think this episode airs in reruns. Like, I've, I don't see this episode on Hallmark. That's where I usually watch it, like on Hallmark Channel. And I don't remember seeing this episode. And Do I, they air other clip show episodes on Hallmark? Yes. Yes. Interesting. So I don't know why they don't air this one. But I, maybe they do and I'm wrong. But, like, I feel like... I, I, I'm always very conscious of, like, where they are in the rotation because they essentially just go through. Like, they, they play the same block at 9 a.m. And, and 10, or it's, like, the 10 o'clock block, the evening block that they have comes on the next morning. So, like, I never watch in the morning because it's the same stuff I watched at night. This is so, fascinating. I know. So <laughs> We haven't seen each other in weeks, and this is what we start with, <laughs> yes. is, like, the programming block of the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> well, I don't. And so I, I'm very, I'm aware of where they are in the seasons whenever they're, whenever they're airing them, and I don't ever remember seeing this in the blocks. Yeah. Fascinating. I know. Welcome back, by the way. I've missed you. you. I know. I missed you, too. It's been I've been away in the Holy Land Mm -hmm. for weeks on end, traveling and filming and, you know, making a movie. It was it was actually so there was a terrorist attack like 18 hours after we filmed in the very spot we were filming. Oh, my gosh. I know. It was uh, ISIS did a stabbing, stabbed some soldiers um, and I think shot someone was shot. Um in like the very spot we were filming. That's terrifying. Terrifying. I'm fine. Good. <laughs> Clearly. I'm Good. sitting here right now in my apartment. But I am still very jet lagged. I'm waking up every morning at like 5 a.m. I think they say that like for every uh, for every hour time difference, that's a day it takes to adjust. And I, it's a 10-hour time difference. So mm. I'm still going to be adjusting. Yeah. But I'm glad to be back. And it was great. And thank you all for following on the adventure on the socials. Many of you reached out. While while I was away, you're certainly very alert now. If, yeah. if this feels like it's late to you, it's not super late into the evening, but I'm, I'm very you're tired. With it. I'm very tired, oh. but that's because I'm a consummate performer, and I have been tasked to be here and be available for the GG. And you know what? I RSVP'd yes. Be there, be Arthur, man. We also just ate some food, so I'm feeling good. <laughs> Uh, you also, um, you also got to see Norman Lear speak recently, I right? Did. Well, we were supposed to. So the reason why this episode is late, you guys, it's a very good reason. Not, not on me. I was ready to go. You were ready to on go. Monday. I know we were. So I got back late, late, late Sunday or no Friday. And then I had to work over the weekend and whatever we were going to record on Monday. And then I remembered 
that I had tickets to a very awesome event. Norman Lear, the creator, writer, whatever of All in the Family, One Day at a Time. So many great shows. Jefferson's. Maud. Maud. I was going to get to that. Um, was giving a speech at the Television Academy here in Los Angeles. And so, or like a sit down conversation thing about um, he's he's producing the remake of One Day at a Time on Netflix. Which, if you guys haven't watched it, it's very good. It's so good. There's an episode I love where it. the daughter is like questioning her belief in God and the end of the episode. I like had to stop watching the show for a few weeks because it was too emotional for me. Wow. It was funny, but it was emotional. Yeah. And oh, yeah. He, it gets emotional. Yeah. Um, but Norman Lear was talking and he had some amazing things to say about B. Arthur and Rue McClanahan. So Rue McClanahan, what a lot of people don't remember is that she was um, uh, Maude's sort of like best friend on, on Maude. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and uh, you know, he was he said that, that nobody made him laugh more than B. Arthur. Like he laughed more at B. Arthur in his lifetime than anybody else wow. ever. So that's a I believe it. Huge, huge compliment. And then for Rue McClanahan, he was saying how how much of just an incredible actress she was. Like she's so so good. versatile. I I'm in rewatching and doing this podcast. I, I've said it before, but Rue McClanahan is an incredible actress. I think mm-hmm. she was the best on the show. Her, she, Rue McClanahan has the ability, and I think, especially just watching this clip show, because they had so many amazing Blanche moments. I know B. Arthur can, like, do a lot with a look. Yeah. But Rue McClanahan, like, when we were watching the clip of... Um, Dorothy and Blanche are trying to make Rose feel better. And and Dorothy's doing like the, you know, you're five years older. So am I. So is Blanche. We've got more wrinkle. You got more wrinkle. So do I. So does Blanche. To watch Rue McClanahan's like very small, Mm -hmm. like the changes in her facial expression, the reactions. Incredible. It's so small, but it's so powerful. Just in that clip. I mean, she's obviously shrimp. Like there are a gajillion amazing Blanche moments. Yeah, Blanche was the best. She was so good. So good. So good. So good. Uh, What was your favorite episode this season? Yeah. I mean, yeah, this was it. This is it. This is the end of season five. This Um, is it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's no song to that. I just felt like it was a fun transition moment. This is it. Oh, isn't there a song that goes, and this is it? Please let me go. Is you that, never is know that the songs song I used to listen to on Magic 106.7 when I was a kid. Wow. <laughs> this is it. Please let me go. That sounds like a terrifying I, you know, I think it's, song. A, it's a relationship song. Um, what was your favorite episode of this season? Literally, you saying that reminded me of that Abigail Breslin, Halle Berry movie where Halle Berry plays a 911 operator. and Abigail, Oh, Little Miss Sunshine? No. And Abigail Breslin's in the trunk of a car on the phone and Halle Berry has to help her. Oh, Flintstones, Viva La Rock Vegas. Um, no to all, everything you're saying. <laughs> oh, no. I think Halle Berry's only in the first Flintstones movie. I think so. You're, I think you're right. <laughs> Um, what you, what was your question? What's your favorite episode of, um, oh, um I think, I think the the, my favorite episode is clear. It's a fan favorite. It's one of my favorites. It features two of my, well, three of my most favorite people you're included. Um, but, uh, Oh, I meant of the golden girls, the show, not our podcast. Well, that's what I'm talking about. Oh, okay. But the, <laughs> but it also just coincides with my favorite episode this season of our podcast. Oh, okay. Which is the 72 hours episode, the live episode that mm-hmm. we had with the fabulous Alaska Thunderfuck. 
who was just on At Midnight. You guys should all watch it. it oh, I'll have great, to catch that. Super great. I love At Midnight. Super, super great. And uh, and Ellie Glazer stopped by as well. And I was it was a great episode. And the episode in general is like one of my all-time favorites. Yeah. 72 yeah. Hours is a great, it's a really great episode. It's emotional. But it's, it's still funny. It's still very funny. It's yeah. got that really good balance. Um, I also love uh, 72 Hours. I think that's a great episode of this season. I also loved... Um, love under the big top because I thought Dick Van Dyke was a oh, great yeah. guest star for the season. Yeah. I loved the courtroom scene where he's dressed like the clown with the big shoes. So good. And like, you know how much I love Dorothy's serial killer saved the dolphin handwritten protest no. sign. The best moment of that episode is at the end when she's fake crying. She walks away. The She has a thing like none of that's the best part. The best part is her laugh. When she turns around, she's like, like it's not even like her real laugh. It's like she's literally doing a stage man laugh. You when you make when your face when you do that laugh, you yeah. look like a little baby bird who's looking up at its mother bird and, and waiting for it to drop the food into its mouth. From Put it in my mouth, 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 mouth. <laughs> um, okay, real quick, before we jump into this two-parter episode, we have uh, some lovely people to thank for donating to the podcast. Yes. Reva Friedel, Brian Trainer. Thank, thank you guys so, you. so much for your donations. If you donated a while ago, we're just now mentioning it because we had to record a bunch of episodes yeah. before each album went out of town. Yes. Hope I pronounced both of your names correctly. I was trying to find a sound machine app that I had on my phone, but I don't. I was going to do a fun sound thing there oh. for you guys. But instead... Season I'll just, six. Instead, I'll just do it with my mouth. Great. Go ahead. Okay. Just say thank you again. Okay. Thank you to Reva and Brian. Cha-ching! Cha-ching! You got to work on that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> President Bush is coming to Miami. <laughs> President H.W. Bush. Yes. He's coming to Miami to dedicate the new senior Seniors Citizen Center of Miami. Sounds like a waste of time. It kind of does. No. <laughs> That's, he's coming all the way to Miami. To it's, like, it's like the President of the United States going to something called, I don't know, the Kirkwood Community Center um, or Community College, which I don't know, just maybe happened today. With President Trump. But I guess and presidents do this. Oh, they just go and they like, you know, usually it's like commemorating, like, I bet, I bet you if this, this didn't really happen, but if Bush was going down there, he was probably sort of like promoting some sort of senior cause that he was right. wanting to push. Same with Trump today. He went to a Kirkwood Community College to talk about jobs or something. Got it. Yeah. So, um, so Bush is coming to dedicate this new senior citizen center in Miami, and uh -huh. the motorcade is going to go right by the women's house. Mm -hmm. And I guess because it's going to go right by the women's house, the women's house, and this totally makes sense. They wanted to meet some traditional family. Yes, and so there's uh, security, kind of like patrolling and checking out the area. Um, they're not just security; they're called Secret, Secret Service, Service, which I happen to know a Secret Service member. You do. Mm -hmm. I cannot say his name or I would be killed. But wow. I wouldn't be killed. I could probably say his name. Uh, but he grew up in my hometown and he protected the Obamas. And I think he protected also the Bush daughters as well. But he, he was with the Obamas for all eight years. Does he have and any now, stories he's allowed he's to retired. tell? I some stories. But you're not allowed to tell them, I bet. No, because I would be killed. Yeah. Probably not. Maybe. 
Probably. Maybe. Yeah. There's a great line where, um, and it happens so fast, but it's such a great moment where um, Dorothy is like coming out from outside or something, or she's like looking out the window and she just goes, there's a man on our lawn. And without skipping a beat, Blanche goes, get the knit. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I love to imagine so that Blanche has a giant net for catching men on the lawn <laughs> as like a game. I don't know. I loved it. I thought it was really, really funny. Yeah. I thought so it the Secret Service was man, great. they've been scoping them out for a few weeks. And Secret Service man wants to come and like talk to the talk to the ladies about, you know, just interview them and see if they're good candidates to meet the president of the United States. Yes. And uh, they like the idea that it's four senior citizens living under one roof. And that's yeah. why they're sort of an attractive group that the president might come visit. Yes. The Secret Service agent says this right in front of Blanche. Mm-hmm. And I was like expecting Blanche to I go know. like, I was the senior my ass. You know a, what I mean? For like, a moment, I thought on, they edited that out of the original episode. Like I thought maybe I thought for I like forgot we were watching a DVD. And I thought we were watching like something on TV. There was a weird, there was like a weird There was a weird pause. editing block because she yeah. didn't have a face. She made, she made a, a face. She made a face, but she didn't say anything. She didn't say anything. Maybe she's just becoming complacent. It was weird. Also, when um, he said that the house had been under surveillance, I like sort of half expected Al and Bobby to like jump out <laughs> and Dorothy for her to be like, oh my God, I'm so in love with this guy. Okay. Can I admit something about surveillance? Today, we were shooting Latter-day Jew and we had to go from my apartment all the way to Culver City, which is far away from my apartment, guys. And like an hour. And I kept my mic pack on and I got in the car by myself and I was like, mm, what am I feeling right now? And you know what I did? I turned to Bette Midler and I put on Bette Midler's best of hits or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I started singing out loud to Bette Midler, all of Bette Midler. Good. All of the songs. Great. And then as soon as I got like maybe 40 minutes into my drive, I stopped myself and I was like, I left my mic back on. What if I'm being recorded? You know what, though? I bet you would have gotten out of range fairly quickly. You know, it's, I don't know. I don't know how every mic pack works. Maybe there's an internal battery, data s- storing. I don't sure, know. Sure, just keep Technology. saying techie tech, tech words. Techie words, techie words, techie words, techie words. I don't know. But what I'm saying is if there's a man out there who is Armenian. He was our sound guy today. He is probably right now hearing me scream out, but you got to have friends. That's great. Maybe it made, maybe it made his day. Maybe it made him laugh. Yeah, I hope so. I hope it made him laugh. You also then heard me in between songs going, what the fuck? What yelling at people on the road? Yes. That's fine. Uh. Um, so the Secret Service guy basically just starts, like, interviewing all the women, and that's where we sort of go into our clip show. And, yes. you know, these are all great, memorable moments from episodes that you guys have all seen. And heard from this podcast. Yes. Um, so when he finally gets to Rose, she brings out um, some caca, which, <laughs> coincidentally, was on our Twitter poll that I posted oh. on Tuesday because I felt bad that we weren't posting an episode. So I was like, what's the equivalent of that? I don't know, a Twitter poll? lame anyway i posted a twitter <laughs> poll asking everybody um which saint olaf phrase they thought sounded the most sexual oh and the well, one. Oh, okay well here i'll tell you why don't you guess what, yeah. what you think one so the options were tubin burbles oh, that just sounds like poop ginerkin flurgen that sounds like a flugel caca and guggen spitzer 
Okay, Guggenspitzer sounds like something you secrete, so maybe. But um, what's the caca? Flugel caca. It's what Rose made for the secret for the Secret Service agent. Yeah, that sounds sexual. That definitely sounds Flugel sexual. caca. Final answer. Yeah. Flugel caca actually came in second with thirty one percent of the vote. Guggenspitzer came in first with thirty two percent. It was a very narrow margin because Guggenspitzer sounds like something that comes out of you. <laughs> Kaka does too. No, kaka sounds like something you possess. What? What do you mean? It just does. You've never heard poop described as kaka, like babies? Never. You say it to a toddler? Never in my entire that, 34 kaka? years of existence. Oh, I've heard kaka galore. Really? Yeah. My nephew just calls me poop face. Well, sure. I mean, if, you know, because he's, you know, he's a little bit more mature. He has a better vocabulary. Thank you. So. <laughs> That was our Twitter poll. Thank you, everybody who participated in it. It actually made me really, really happy to see um, you guys weighing in. <laughs> um, so Dorothy is jotting things down. She has some things on her mind that she wants to say to President yes. Bush, which I admire. It sort of reminds me of that ep- one episode of Freaks and Geeks where Lindsay does the same thing, and, and they're like, no, 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 you got to ask Reagan, like, a good question. What would um, you, Okay, I did a poll, on not a poll, but I asked on Twitter and stuff, like, what people would ask. Bush, but I'll start with you. What would you ask? What would you ask Trump right now? If Trump was coming to this apartment, visiting this apartment, what would you ask him? Ooh, this is is controversial. You know what I would say? What? Can you please leave? That's what I would ask. (laughs) Can you please kindly leave, sir? Yeah, I'd say, can you please go? I, if he came to my apartment, okay, if he knocked on my door Mm -hmm. and he was like, hello, Mr. Has. He'd use my initials. He, like, has. Um, And I would say to him, listen, I respect the office of the presidency. I would like to invite you in for a cup of sleepy time tea. And with the sleepy time tea, I would then make it, like, four years worth of sleepy time tea. So, like, a a hibernating bear type of situation. I think Trump would make a great hibernating bear from the box of oh he'd be a great hibernating president thank you that's not what you asked me though you asked what question would you ask i I guess your question would be would you like some sleepy time tea yes and he would say oh yes i would you and i are going to change the world with these great (laughs) questions let's go to our what do our listeners say but you asked them specifically what they would have said to george George bush Bush. right okay what were what were what do people say um so uh uh liam said why did you marry your mother? It's <laughs> <That's> funny. <laughs> Matthew said, if it were before he ever had children, I would say, condoms, George, condoms, condoms, condoms. Yes. I have to say that I posted, because when we were watching the episode and they did the condoms line, I did a thing about Rich, Randy, and Jeff on there, and Matthew thought that we took the, I took the tweet from him. I was inspired by his tweet with that tweet, but I wasn't Matthew. We were watching the episode. We do not rip things off from our fans, but if we did, and, and it's also condoms, condom, condoms. You know how many people use that gif? Um, <laughs> okay. Whoa. And just got real worked Lauren, out. Lauren said, tell Quayle the Murphy Brown thing won't work out well. That's true. The Dan Quayle, George H.W. Bush's vice president, just for the youngins out there, um, used Murphy Brown having a child out of, wedlock, out of wedlock as an example of what's wrong with the liberal left in society. This coming from a man who couldn't spell potato. Yeah, well, yeah. 
Um, and he put an E on it. Matt said, "Sad, I know, sad, like adult, <laughs> sad state of affairs." But I'm sorry, I thought your son was the worst pres- U.S. president. Uh, 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 Alejandra said, "Tell Dan Quayle he everyone hates Dan Quayle. <laughs> Tell Dan Quayle he really opened the floodgates with you know being unqualified." Um, oh, this is a good one. So Tyson said, "I'd say I'm from the future, and I never thought I'd say this." But your son was a way better president than the one we have now, meaning Trump. Um, So, yeah. Honestly, I'm not going to lie. I have more recently missed W a little bit because, like, he was a, I don't know, part... Uh, I feel like he was sort of a... It's impossible to compare presidents to other presidents. It really is. Sure, sure. But now he's just, like, he paints and he's... He just paints. Yeah. I don't know. But he also, like, you know... Killed thousands of people. Mm. Um, so let's 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 keep things in perspective. Starting false wars, etc. Okay. Um, but that said, I if I if George H. W. Bush came, um, I would probably be like, "This is a good thing." I'm gonna go positive here. I would probably be like, "Thank you for signing into law a piece of legislation that we continue to use today, and that people with HIV and AIDS in this country continue to benefit from to this very day." The Ryan White. Uh, help uh, the Ryan White Act, which is it, it helps get AZT and other drugs to people living with HIV. Yeah, which um, I believe we talked about on the 72 yeah. Hours Live Show so, episode. George H.W. Bush, thank you for that. We thank, thank you, you so, so much. much. Um, I like the way that this episode, uh, the part one ends. Um, so the the Secret Service guy, who's the only representative of like camp president bush to like speak with the women um throughout this whole episode he's basically been saying like hey the president is probably gonna come talk to you and then at one point he's like well he might want a more traditional family and then like the girls tell a story and he's like oh that's so emotional i'm gonna make sure he comes to see you and then at the very end of the episode he the secret service guy comes over and he rings the doorbell and he comes in and he was like tomorrow the president of the United States will be coming to your house and all of the women are like oh, they are it, it's like when Rose sees um uh what's her name No it's like when Rose sees um dad her neighbor in uh to catch a neighbor the episode with the the jewel thieves remember oh, when she comes yeah. and and Rose just goes and then I was like why is everybody staring at me and Blanche goes cuz your shoes don't match, match the handbag <laughs> <laughs> anyway we're a very fashionably conscious neighborhood uh everybody was so shocked and I'm like what are you, what are you talking about this is this is an idea that was floated past I'm you a sorry. day ago I'm it's sorry. been it, even even if it was floated past them and it wasn't certain like if the president, I don't care who it is, guys, and I, I will be completely honest, I do not like Trump, but if the president is coming to my home, I'm going to meet the president and I'm going to be very excited about it. I am. I'm just going to be excited because that's a big deal. Have you ever met an American president? I haven't, but I haven't, but I would, I think about all the streets that would be shut down and how much traffic that would cause. Los Angeles would hate me. Yeah, they would. They would hate um, you. I have met... I've met uh, two American presidents when they were president, but I've met a total of five American presidents. Isn't that crazy? 
I just literally, I just, Who have you I met? realized that you've in, met everybody. You've met almost all the golden girls. Ugh. Sorry. Um, so like, it's odd. Cause like when I was watching the episode, I met? thought about it and I was like, Oh, I guess so. Wow. So in high school, I met George W. Bush and Bill Clinton. So I was in youth and government and I, this, I met George Bush in college, but I enjoy, uh, Bill Clinton. I was in this youth and government thing and they took all the youth governors to DC and we got to meet the president. I was, I was that like the picture of Bill Clinton meeting John F. Kennedy. That was like a boy state thing, but it was very similar to that anyway. Um, so I met Bill Clinton then, and then I met George W. Bush in college during sort of like a government program thing when we when I was working um, for uh, Senator Jean Carnahan. Um, she was Missouri senator. And then I met Jimmy Carter at a book signing for one of his books. So that's the third mm-hmm. American president. And then for a very short time before I went to go work for Senate or she should have been a senator, but she didn't win the election. Nancy Farmer. I worked in the fundraising department for this guy who like had no opponent in a primary race in Illinois. His name is Barack Obama. And he came and talked to us and I got to meet him. And then I met him once more when he was senator, but never as president. But he became a president. And then in New York, years later, I was, this is the weirdest one. I was walking through fucking Times Square and I saw Trump in the Bloomberg build, the Bloomberg building there. I don't know if it's still the Bloomberg building, but the Bloomberg building there. In I'm ti- familiar. In Times Square. And he was like standing like kind of in the lobby outside the door was open. And I was like, this was when The Apprentice was like in its first season and it wasn't like a shit show. And mm-hmm. I loved it. I'll admit it. And I was like, oh, I'm going to shake his hand. And so I was like, yo, Trump. And I shook his hand and I, that was it. That was it. That was like, whatever. Didn't think he'd become a president. So well, I met, nobody did. I met, that's, I've met five American presidents. Isn't that crazy? That is, well, yeah, that I haven't. Okay. The closest I've ever come to meeting a president is that in like my early twenties, I hooked up with. Oh my God. Where is this going? Jimmy Carter's granddaughter's husband's nephew from Australia. Wait, what? <laughs> Jimmy Carter's granddaughter's granddaughter wait. Husband's nephew. So Jimmy Carter's son's or daughter's, I don't know. Daughter. His granddaughter. Okay. Her husband is a nephew. <laughs> <laughs> so her- so it's like, how is it even related to Jimmy it's Carter? It's not. It's just the best I have. <laughs> oh, and then, no. Okay, wait. I I marched with my congressman, Adam, Adam Schiff. Schiff. Is he yours? He is my congressman. Okay. Go Well, he's, yeah, like West Hollywood and like North. I, I bet I'm like he's at the mine. very bottom he's of his district. Too. Oh, so then he's yeah. East as well. Yeah. Yes, I, ma- I marched with Congressman Schiff during the Resist March, and that was amazing. And I had a um, rainbow-colored uh, sw- armband, like a sweat armband mm. that had Nancy Pelosi's name on it. <laughs> I was like, it was like somebody gave it to me. That's sweet. I put it on. That's sweet. Um, yeah, it yeah. was fun. It was, it was, but... Maybe he'll be president someday. Maybe. Maybe. Or. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe How the- long have we had? I've just snapped out of. I feel like we just had the longest conversation. So then we get into part two of this episode, yes. which starts with Rose at the Kitchen Island with a bunch of markers. And I was like, I swear to God, if she's drawing another fucking horse, <laughs> I'm going to kill somebody. <laughs> but she wasn't. She was making the president a sign. Yeah, a really long sign. Did you read? Did you write out what it said? 
No, I didn't. It, it was, was adorable. It was ridiculous, but it was also like, thank you for coming. I hope you enjoy Miami. I would really love for you to stay longer. Please come over for dinner. Would you like to follow me on Twitter? Love, Rose. It was, yeah, <laughs> most of that stuff. Um, there's also a really funny moment where the um, Secret Service guy tells Sophia that she didn't pass the security clearance. Which is the most sexist thing ever. Clearly, she got married. Well, I mean, it it was kind of a, it's because she had two last names, Weinstock and Petrillo. Um, but she has a joke where he tells her she didn't pass it. She's like, I can't believe it. I spend one lousy night with Mussolini. Um, but <laughs> I, t- I like when she stood up and she was like, I'm tired of running. <laughs> it was such a funny moment. Um, I, I mean, I can think of plenty of reasons why she wouldn't pass a security clearance. Like, think about all the sketchy stuff that Sophia's done, right? Like, remember, she burnt down her retirement home. She burnt down home. her retirement home. She was hanging out with Rocco for well, a while. She Mickey Rooney. Didn't burn it down, he but. was pretty sketch. Yeah. She was cashing in all that money from the government. Remember, she had a pillowcase full of money. She slept with Mussolini. She's definitely had someone killed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. She turned someone gay in the last, uh, was the recent episodes. I don't know if you. Well, she made him say that. Yeah. Um, but, I'm gay. But so they go into the clip with Max Weinstock, who yes. you know, Sophia married. It was a two part episode, and like many relationships on this show, mm-hmm. we we never really know what happens. They no, just kind of like... that one. You said that when we were watching it, and I thought back to that episode. We have a very selective memory with this episode because we made a mistake on the last... One of the recent episodes. They're all together because we haven't done this in weeks. But where we said that... Uh, Sal was the one who gambled, gambled the, the money. money yeah, but yeah, it was whatever. It was the other guy. Um, same episode. At the end of that episode, they're sitting on the boardwalk, and they she admits that she can't get a divorce from him because she's Catholic. And so, you know, they they just decide to visit sometimes. And I even think they do like a sex joke. But You're but literally, right. he goes with his family. She decides to stay here with her family, and like they're gonna stay married, right? But. You know, just have little quickies. You're right. Yeah. So there is resolution. You should have stopped it when I said it during the episode. I keep posting preemptive tweets and Facebook things anytime (laughs) I get something wrong. I'm sorry. Somebody actually commented. They were like, are we that hard on you? And I was like, Yes, guys. No, I mean, I'm also hard on myself. I have really high standards for myself. We really hate when we make mistakes. Carrie hates it more than I do. I love making mistakes because I love people's reactions. I know you do. I don't. I'm like, I want to control the narrative about me. Um, <laughs> so then, so the president is now, he's just going to come to the door yeah. for a photo op. Yeah. And it was like Michael Jackson with the glove. All we see is a hand and like we hear a disembodied voice of yeah. President Bush. That sounds like it was recorded separately and it's not being voiced by someone who's somewhere outside that door because the sound is it sounds like it's coming from somewhere else. I want to thank you for having me into your beautiful home. That's the voice. Yeah. Who did you think did the voice? Because it's not credited on the IMDb episode. No, I, yeah. You know, it did. <laughs> Never mind. I, I, I had a tangent and I don't want to go on down it. But the voice reminded me of this crazy Texas woman I met at the Israeli airport who told me she saw Jesus. Anyway, go on. I, you said it reminded you of Dana Carvey. It did. But then hearing it, it made me remind me of this woman with this Texas drawl who was like, 
<laughs> you know, in the in the in the in the hotel that I was staying, I just yelled Jesus, and he showed up. And you know what? <laughs> I know he's Middle Eastern, but he's white. Did you know that? Literally, and I I took out my phone to act like I was texting, and in reality, I was writing down the quote. I was writing down the quote because I didn't want to forget it. That's great. I probably would have done that too. Yeah. Um, Dorothy, so the the only sort of, um, in in both of these episodes, the only sort of arc, uh, because there are so many clips, is that Dorothy... Dorothy is, yes, great clips. Dorothy is trying to come up with, like, there are so many different types of questions she could Uh ask, you know, I said Trump. She could ask President Bush, like, about uh, ageism and women's rights and education and all this stuff. And she's trying to figure out the best one. And and she's not afraid of, like, offending him. Like, she wants to get, you know, she wants to get to the truth and she's going to, like, represent the constituents of all of the United States. The environment, school. The wetlands. The 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 dolphins. The wetlands were like the thing. Mm -hmm. What is that? Didn't she say wetlands? No, no, she didn't say wetlands. Dorothy doesn't give a shit about the wetlands because she's waiting for Glenn to call. That's right. Remember? Yeah. Um, So the women one by one step up for a photo op to shake this disembodied hand and talk to this disembodied voice of President Bush. And Dorothy gets up and the Secret um, Service wait, agent no, is introducing go, wait, the wait, women. Wait, 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 yeah. So like, so Rose gets up, whatever, like nothing much happens. And then uh, Sophia gets up and she's like, where I'm from, people bring a little something if you're going to visit, when you come for a visit, whatever. But then when Blanche gets up there... She's all like, oh, you got lots of men out here or whatever. And then they all in unison say, hi, Hi, Blanche. Blanche. Question. So cute. Are we to believe. That she's had a gangbang. That Blanche (laughs) knows secret security agents who presumably. Secret service. I'm sorry. Jesus. Secret service agents. Yeah. Who live in D.C. and travel with the president who's presumably never been around Blanche before. They get weekends. They get weekends. Careful. In Miami, you. you think? You think they all live in Miami? No, they, they can come down and visit from Miami. There was that amazing moment during the Obama administration. They all know Blanche. Yes, because she gets around. <laughs> uh, there's that moment in the Obama administration where, in, I think it was in Egypt, the Secret Service agents like like got prostitutes and stuff. Like, they party. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I just want, I want somebody to throw a themed party that's uh, the men of Blanche's boudoir and just have a bunch of Secret Service agents with the sunglasses and the earpieces and the suits. That would be great. Um, So now can we talk about when Dorothy steps up? Yes. And the Secret Service agent says, I think, I believe his name is Agent Bell. He says, uh, and, you know, Mr. President, this is Dorothy Spornak. And she just. Uh, uh, A bus. It's a bus. She sounded like Nell. Chick a pain to win, scoot in the belly. <laughs> she didn't say anything. Well, that was the lines from Nell. That was the made up language that Jodie Foster created for the film Nell. You should watch Got it. Got it. Really no, good. I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, oh, that sounded like, oh, I've seen it. Like, it's terrible. It's not. Jodie Foster's amazing. Um, and so the, so she doesn't say anything. She's like, uh, she's speechless. And then he uh, says, uh, Dorothy, you know, works in education. And the president's like, do you have any suggestions? We can, no, wait. Do you have any suggestions about we can what we can do with this education thing? Education thing. Now, right. can I tell you guys a story about Bush? So this is just a history moment about George W. Bush. He was famous for being kind of out of touch. Like, Bush... 
rich man. Like the way my mom still talks about MySpace. A <laughs> little bit worse. Um, Bush had been isolated for many years. He had been the FBI director or CIA, one of the two. Um, he, of course, had been vice. He had been a congressman for many years. He, a businessman, and then vice president, of course, during Ronald Reagan's administration for eight years. So, like, he had been out of touch of sort of general society for a long time. And many of the things he said and did sometimes were very, like, um, do you know how real people live? And then uh, during the 1992, I think it was 92 election. It might have been 91 before the election. But he did something that was just colossally bad. I mean, it was just such a... It was it was almost like Hillary saying basket of deplorables or like that Nancy Reagan was an AIDS icon. Like, Is it like how when the mom on Arrested Development assumed that bananas cost like nine dollars each <laughs> yes yes it's a very much like that okay so he was at he was touring some grocery store for some issue similar to the senior center thing like stupid thing that he wanted to push and he literally is mystified by i don't have a product here but by a barcode the scanner barcode thing mm-hmm. he had never seen that now this is 1990 like one and he had never seen somebody take a product and scan it on a barcode in a grocery store and then put it in a bag and then that's charged. It never seen it. And he literally was like, oh, what is that? And it got caught on camera and it became this thing being like, this dude doesn't even know how grocery stores work. Like literally it just became this huge thing. And I think also he didn't know the price of milk. And now that's sort of a famous political thing. You know the price of milk. Sure, you, you know that how makes much a, a carton of milk costs these days. It's not even a carton; it's a gallon now. But uh, you just know, and that all kind of came from Bush because he was so sort of detached from reality. So when he said education thing, he often tried to be folksy. He tried, mm-hmm. which is ironic that his son, his son, when he became president, became the president you want to have a beer with. He became right. sort of that happy-go-lucky, chill president. When in reality. Let's be real, President George W. Bush was born in Connecticut, went to Yale, and became, you know, was a very, came from a very rich family that was very well-to-do and has not taxes really at all. And but he was kind of the black sheep of the family. No, he ran his father's 1988 campaign. He was, he was, he was not. He was well, not. that Josh Brolin movie was very misleading then. Well, that's because Oliver Stone directed it, and he's very misleading. He made Nixon, too. And that's also a very historically oh, inaccurate movie. my friend movie. Corey yes. from Carver, Massachusetts, played young Nixon in Nixon. Oh, really? And I've hung out with Corey, so I have hung out with Nixon. <laughs> Mike Drop. I love that movie, actually. It's he, not f- correct, but I love it. He's in the flashback where he goes, Mother, I didn't smoke. Where he plays oh, like a young that. boy. I want to meet him. My friend Corey. That's one of my favorite movies. He doesn't movies. act anymore. Why? I don't know. He was also in Bushwhacked. And he was also in the Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. He played mm. young, young Indy. Not like, you know, like boy Indy. Got it. Yeah, so when Bush... Hi, Corey, if you're listening. He's not. <laughs> He's not. When Bush said education <laughs> thing, I think it, and maybe some... It pro- this was probably before that, but Bush really tried to be folksy and it never really worked out for him. And then Dorothy's response to what he says is she says, uh, 
Bush. Bush. She says his name, <laughs> which reminded me of a moment on another episode, and I tried to look it up because I thought maybe it was the Burt Reynolds moment, but it's not. So maybe you guys can help me out because I tried to look up the quote, but I'm fairly certain there is an episode where Dorothy meets someone who's incredibly handsome or incredibly like powerful, um, you know, like uh, like the actor, yeah. where. Um, he meets Dorothy and she goes like, hub, hub, hub. And uh, Sophia goes, this is my daughter, Dorothy. She's an English teacher. <laughs> but I couldn't, I, I tried to Google yeah, the what quote. what is that episode? I know I couldn't what you're figure it out, about. right? I uh, couldn't was it with Was it with the, was it with? I thought maybe it, was, it might be with Patrick Vaughn. Maybe. It might be with Patrick Vaughn. Maybe. When they're all in the dressing room. Yeah. I forget. Anyway. Um, but yeah, and then, and then the president leaves. They all leave. And the door and Michael closes. Jackson's glove waves goodbye. <laughs> waves goodbye. <laughs> and the door closes. And and similar to a recent episode where Dorothy kind of like had to eat crow or was like had done something ridiculous and she walked slowly to the door and there's this big long silence. The, the ladies are all looking at her and she walks away and then she gets to the doorstep. She turns around and she says. <laughs> you don't remember <laughs> And she says, um, she says, I think he got the point. She says, I think he got the message. The message. I think yeah. what I was thinking of is there's no reason why my mother shouldn't have. The I cookies. was thinking of that episode, too. <laughs> oh, that's but that's kind of it. Like, I wanted to get the line right. Yeah. 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 Oh, what an episode. You know, I love I'm a big presidential nerd, as you guys know. Um, and a doy. A doy. I mean, look again, my bookcase, you can tell. Um, uh, and I love, I love an episode where the president comes to visit. That's fun. This was, I, I enjoy a clip show episode now and then it's, it's a, a, a nice sweet reminder of like really fun moments that we get to kind of look back on and watch. Yeah. So I'm glad, I, I feel like they do a, like a, a just fine amount of clip shows yeah. on the golden girls. Not too many, not too little. I agree. Um, they don't really do that on shows anymore. Because of YouTube, you know, we can just go back ourselves. Well, yeah, and also, yeah, and just, like, streaming, and everything's on demand. It also and so, seems like a waste of money in some way, because, like, like you're doing a show that is referenced to other shows that are already done, and, like, like it's like you're, it, it, I don't know. It just I don't know if it's a waste of money. Production yeah. money. No, if anything, you're saving money, because they're shooting less. I guess, yeah, you're right. So, yeah, yeah they're shooting less, but they probably have to pay all the actors that appear in those clips. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, good point. Mm, I know a thing or two. Um, and that is season five. We did it. Season five, it's been real, but it's time for you to die. That was lovely. Thank you. That was lovely. I made that um, up right now. That was... On the spot. I can't even believe it. I want someone to take that clip and make it an electronic hit. <laughs> make it a virus video. Um, so we just, so this is it. Season five. It's Season in the five. can. Bye. That means we only have two, two more, more seasons, seasons left. left. But let me tell you what's coming up in season six, right? Mm -hmm. This season... The girls will do Henny Penny. Yes. We will finally learn that Miles is in the witness protection program, despite the fact that we talk about it every time we see Miles. And Blanche will date a jerk in a wheelchair. 
It's going to be a good season. Yeah, I am looking forward to that. It's going to be a good season. If you guys are watching along and you want to know what episode to watch before the next episode of the podcast (laughs) drops, we'll be watching season six, episode one, Blanche Delivers. Aurora is born. <gasps> Aurora. I remember Aurora. that. Aurora. Oh. <laughs> Aurora. And we have new Becky. Have we seen her yet? Yes. Yes, we've met new Becky. Yes, we have. Mm, I love Sean Aurora. Chefs. What kind of name is Aurora? You're right. Blanche. <laughs> I love that line. Aurora is a better name than Blanche. Aurora. It's hard. It's kind of hard to say. It's, it's a bit of a name mouth, of mouth garbler. It's one of my favorite characters from fiction, Aurora Greenway from Terms of Endearment. Hmm. Aurora. 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 Aurora Borealis. So much fun. Well, thank you guys so much for listening this entire season. We've had such a fun ride. And, and you know, there's so much more to come, of, obviously. But, like, you know, we always love sort of ending a season on, on a fun commemorative note. And so we thank you so much for everything. And we have so much more planned for you. And you can go to outonlanai.com to like find out more about everything we do because thank you surfer really cool and you guys can follow us on twitter we are at golden girls pod Uh and we'll probably be doing many more of those fun polls like the sexual saint olaf word and Mm. we're on facebook at facebook.com slash golden girls podcast yes we are and you know I'm H. Allen Scott and um, I, I'm i still on a time zone that should be asleep right now so if you want it's also very warm in here it is very warm because we, we have very to, warm. We I have, have so to turn much off. boob sweat happening right now I have right so now. much back sweat happening <laughs> um, so when you, you have small boobs and you're getting boob sweat you know it's hot <laughs> oh, I, I know that feeling um, if, so you guys could follow me at H. Allen Scott on everything and I'm Squiddy squid on twitter i am squidzy on instagram uh and if you guys want to show your support to the podcast you can donate you can go to out on the slash donate where you can uh give us a one-time donation or you can set up a monthly donation via patreon uh if you guys can't donate but you still want to support the podcast you can go on itunes and leave us a nice rating and a nice review this has been out on the lanai We love you guys. Thank you so much for listening. We are a Golden Girls Nation. Yay! And as always... That was the most unenthusiastic game. I'm sorry. I believe the enthusiasm, guys. I'm just sweating, and I have butt sweat. Guys, remember... Stay stay golden! golden! And apparently dry. Stand by the mind.